This episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. Reed, we're hanging out with Dr. Mark Westfall, as we do once a month. Of course, you can find all these segments online, wherever you find podcasts, under the name Let's Think On It. We're talking about, of course, holidays coming up, dealing with family, dealing with stress, mm. dealing with the madness that is talking to family members, uh, and it's madness. Uh, you know, it's a busy time of year for my world. Right? <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet it is. The office is buzzing. <laughs> I bet. We're going to do four segments on this. Um, they're easy to listen to, of course, you know, between 10 and 15 minutes. And these topics that you've brought in uh, are interesting to say the least. They're keeping the reindeer poo off of your lawn. What does that even mean? So we've got four or five of them, right? Yeah. And I uh, sent, the, sent them to you guys without you kind of knowing what they were. And you were going to kind of choose some of it's almost like, um, you know, Price is Right. What's right. behind that curtain? Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. so you want to start with keeping reindeer poo off your lawn? Let's just run through the five for the listeners so we can right. see what's coming okay. up. Okay, so that's yeah. one. Then are you on the right or left of your holiday photo? Mm-hmm. Who is driving your holiday sleigh? The Grinch or Cindy Lou Who? The Norman Rockwell effect? And the holiday obstacle course. These are the five. We're going to mm. pick four of these to discuss. But um, yeah, and if we get deep into one, and you know, we may not get to all four of them, but we'll we'll see how the conversation goes. But okay, so getting deep into it, let's just start yep. with keeping okay. the reindeer poo off. Keeping of the your reindeer lawn. poo off of your lawn. Right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's important, right? You got your ranch up in Canada, and you you know you've got it pristine, and suddenly these reindeer are jumping the fence, and they're leaving poo on your yard. Right? Tell me right. about it constantly. Right. I mean, you have trouble with that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So anybody have a sense of what this may be about, this including is, interns? I mean, I feel like I, I feel like this is kind of an obvious metaphor for what happens during the holidays if you're having a gathering and pe- and someone leaves like your back fence open and dogs come in and poop in the yard. Exactly. I, I would say this is about just leaving, getting the negativity, keeping the negativity away from your holiday. So gatherings. you see, poo is a negative thing. Oh yeah, do I? <laughs> do I ever? Um, or that that was that was good analysis. Well, yeah. Uh, what Does it, what reindeer it, I mean, poo have magical qualities, no. though? That's what oh, I was thinking. You know, unpaid Eva raises a question. good question. Eva, nice. Yeah, this is unpaid unpaid intern Eva or Eva. No, no, no. That's good. I want you to. I want Eva you. or Eva. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a that's a good yeah. Because I mean, I guess there's a chance that it you know smells like berries and Christmas trees yeah, and I, stuff. But no, yeah. I I assume it's bad. Yes. So well, and, and I was at a gathering last night, and some guy was talking about that up in the Smokies. They had a cabin, and they have video of this bear leaving a bear poo on the porch. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's rude. That's rude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they thought it was you know local teens, but no, it turned out no. to be a uh, black bear. A local, local bears. <laughs> a local teen bear. Yeah. Local teen bear. Exactly. Juvenile. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so juvenile childish. bears. So we're talking about poo as a metaphor for negativity. So. Yeah, this is my uh, holiday metaphor for boundaries. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, when you have a ranch, wherever your ranch may be, uh, you need good boundaries. And I use this metaphor a lot in the office, and and once people kind of get the metaphor, it really makes sense for them because um, we as humans need boundaries Mm -hmm. with a lot of things. And so the ranch represents us. The inner you, mm-hmm. the the um, realized self in psychological babble. Yeah. Okay, it is you, and you essentially have a relationship with everything outside of the genuine you, including 
other parts of you. Oh, like my toes. So, well, other parts of your inner brain. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you do have a relationship with your toes. That's I hope right. it's in good standing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a balancing joke. I got so, it. But uh, in general, yeah. it is uh, the relationship we have with everything outside of what our core self is. And sometimes we get ourselves off track. We have to know ourselves as well as boundaries with other people. But in general, we'll start with other people. So we've got um, family. Holidays are rife with family members crossing boundaries. When you invite them into your home or you go to their home, suddenly the dynamics are back to maybe whatever they were when you were a kid. Or That just made me nervous just hearing you say that. <laughs> right and I think I remember from last year, mm-hmm. Reed enjoys yes. the, um, I don't know, odd tensions and yes. quirks of the I'm holidays. I'm a conflict-oriented person. Yes, you, yeah. like, you, you like staring into the face of, of someone heading uh, into a crash maybe and, and yeah. watching the... The car, the, I'm, the I'm a very judgmental contrarian, so, <laughs> so to me, family gatherings are perfect. Yeah. yeah, and Will is our conflict avoidant, like peace in the valley kind of thing. Right? Yeah, I'd like to when it begins, curl up in a corner. Yeah, and really, go into my tornado yeah. drills with yeah. a yeah. ball up, hands <laughs> over the head, protect yeah. myself. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I handle that by not going. Yeah, so you really do not go to some of the gatherings. Correct. Really. Yeah. All right. So. So you set a boundary, essentially. You set a physical boundary. You set a limit with what you will expose yourself to because you don't enjoy it. And that's actually a great boundary. If you don't enjoy it, why are you dragging yourself through it? Yeah, see, Year that's after a, year. Yeah, totally. Right? Well, I mean, obligation is the guilt trip our mom would use there. And so, well, exactly. Mm, your right. mom would use. That's right. A great point. So your mom would, how would she do that? Um, you know, or just, any mom, not just well, your mom. Yeah, this whole thing is all fictional, of course. Reed of course. and I have nothing oh, but the perfect, perfect family, family members. Yeah. I've never been nervous in my life, right. and our mom would never say these kinds of things. But, but, a, we had a but if you mom. had a fictional yeah. mom yeah. who did that, yeah. A mother might hypothetically talk about, just, just kind of drop the importance of family and how she important it is might. to be That's there. Right. And yeah, and, like, sure. and you need to look past flaws and these types of things you need to you need to be able to accept that person as family you only have one family and yeah yeah and why yeah. don't you call more often yeah, yeah. yeah. and how much money <laughs> why do don't you, you have me anymore? Anymore? Yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. things like that yeah, yeah. so what well, you're exactly right and that's what family members do um they they ask things of us right yeah and you want to respond i mean i'm not suggesting that everyone just ixnay their family um and say well the family right i don't care no. about them anymore not supposed to do that but <laughs> that's a whole nother segment it's a whole other thing that's right yeah. weren't you the right guy that's right used to be <laughs> to, just to be clear it was anti-rape yeah, yeah. that's it. we we know that yeah. we, but we do need to tell the listeners who that's right tuned any, in before any new listener like like the rape guy? reed used to read yeah. used to train people about yeah. Sexual assault uh, prevention. Sexual assault prevention. My so, favorite okay. favorite joke from Frazier was one time when Daphne asks her therapist, like, doesn't your family bother you? And the therapist said, well, they might if I still talked to them. So some people do just kind of say, like, well, oh, just wiping my hands clean. It depends on, really, the f- the functioning of the family unit. I mean, some yeah. families are pretty pathological, like, you know, you're talking about the sexual prevention. Sure. Sexual assault prevention. I mean, some families sexually assault their family members. That's right. Well, that's a boundary Pretty yeah. well crossed there. That's a lot of poo on it's the reindeer. That's right. Uh, on the ranch, yes. right? That's right. So you, a lot of what we do in psychiatry is helping people learn boundaries because if they didn't learn them from a healthy family, mm. 
then they continue not to know them as they move through life. And so we spend a lot of time trying to teach what a boundary is. When is it okay to set a boundary? Because family will prey upon past uh, actions and, and utilize you know, uh, guilt or whatnot to have you do things you don't want to do. And not just family, anybody. I mean, you continue to behave with people you come across in life in a way that's similar to the way you behaved or were raised as a child with your family of origin. Because that's what you know. That's what you know. That's what you do. Your brain has integrated, this is how I relate to people, and so it continues itself once you're an adult with other people. So if you find yourself, you know, reacting in a um, out-of-proportion manner to someone, it's a good time to stop and and think and maybe explore with a therapist or a friend or someone who's counseling to say, I seem to have a reaction to this person that seems out of proportion to what they're saying to me. I mean, I don't like what they're saying, but my reaction seems out of proportion. That usually means it's resonating with a past experience, uh, often from uh, childhood experiences or a traumatic experience. So even though sometimes we feel obligated to family members, what we're talking about here is the importance of being able to say, you know what, um, it is okay, and not only okay, but necessary to be able to draw lines and say, hey, that negativity or that poo, I don't have to I don't have to, I don't have to accept that I'm going to put a higher fence up. I'm right. not letting the reindeer poo on my, on my lawn. Right. So not going is an okay? It's an okay thing. Right. If, you, if it's intolerable, then you don't have to go. Um, or there's other ways to go around it. Some people say, well, I can't just not go. It, there, the, the, the fallout is too great. I can't not go. And so, okay, well, if you feel you must go, then let's put boundaries about the trip, okay, or the experience. So, for example, let's say you've got three days off for the holidays, okay, and you feel the need to visit family members that you don't really want to go visit. So I suggest to them, well, set a time limit when you're leaving and then plan something that you would find uniquely fun or joyous after so it's kind of your reward. Mm. It's like, okay, I'm going to go do my duty. I'm, do, I'm a dutiful person. I'm going to do yeah. what I'm supposed to do or need to do. And then after that, I'm going to do what I want to do. Hard Schedule liquor. it after right. if you need to. Yeah, A little bit of good people. <laughs> you know, but schedule it after so you have them to look forward to as opposed to before because then you're always worried about you're not really enjoying your experience because you're worried about what's going to happen when you visit. Right. Yeah, you know, I used to run a, a pub and – oh. The, Thanksgiving, Christmas night, even. I mean, these are some of the busiest nights because this is what happens. Well, it's a wonderful life. Half of it took place in a, in a bar. Right. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And they were talking about their, you know, the good things and the bad things, and that's where people went, you know, to talk about their problems. Martinis. And, you know, yeah. Even if you do go and, and you're there with your family, it's also, there's something to be said, I guess, for drawing boundaries about, like, what you have to take personally or seriously as well like we don't necessarily have to accept every invitation to a fight that happens that is a great description of an internal boundary you can set in your in your head because essentially what we're responsible for on this ranch and we you know we could spend two or three hours on this boundary thing but what you're responsible for in a nutshell is your thoughts your actions your words right your emotions uh, how you express your love or your anger you are not responsible for the other person's. You don't have any control over That's what the right. other person says or does. You have, a, you have the ability to control how you respond to it, whether you let it affect you or not. Wear Teflon if you need to. Let it slide right off if you need to. You just don't say anything? You just sit there and... Well, but well you can leave the situation if it's really you know just like over the top. But in, 
if if someone says I use this kind of analogy okay let's say someone's you're walking down the street and someone you don't know who's clearly somewhat acting bizarre maybe they're drunk or something you don't know them at all and they say they throw out some some you know um, crazy accusation or yeah something, something yeah. towards they say something to you that would be offensive you probably can just let that roll over and move on I mean this person it doesn't really affect you right, right. so let's say someone in your family says the same thing I mean if you choose to let it slide one time, you can choose to let it slide the other time. You you have the choice of how it affects you. Now, obviously, it's a little more difficult with a family member, but if you if you set enough emotional distance in your head that, that this what this person says really, I don't respect it. It doesn't really apply to me. Mm. Then that's kind of what you've done with a stranger on the street. You're like, well, that doesn't really apply to me. That's just you know. Well, I'll tell you, I agree with Dr. Westfall. I've been saying this for years. The key is not to have emotions. Yeah. <laughs> it works every time. That's right. <laughs> somehow. Somehow. Um, so, yeah. So that's it. And a couple of strategies. Uh, use a buffer if you need. If you're going to a family gathering, it's going to be stressful. Having someone with you can also often be really helpful. So a like friend. A tinder date. Yeah. <laughs> um, have a friend on speed dial if you need it so you can kind of keep them posted on how it's going. You just kind of have a There are apps, too, a bit. that you can get. There are free apps. Um, call where you. Can, yeah, they'll call you. It's a yeah. fake call. And you can you can set it. Oh, I need to leave. I got a call. Yeah. So basically, you set it for every like twenty minutes. Your phone rings. You can either silence it or be like, "Oh my gosh, I have to take this." Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you can put, I think, even the name of who it's coming in from. I would put FBI. Yeah. Yeah. FBI. FBI. I have to take this. It's the FBI. And the last thing, not the last thing, but one of my favorite things is exercise, exercise, exercise. Mm. It's good. Lowers your stress level. I mean, you know, take a good jog while you're there. I mean, just leave and go do what you need to do if you're not an exercise guy or girl then you know take a walk do something just in the moment take a break go do something that relaxes you and you'll be more conditioned for the for the fight and you'll be able to whip some that's (laughs) a good that's a good mnemonic to remember kickboxing when when the family talk turns to race just go run a race there you go that's a good good thing. oh my gosh all right hanging out again with dr mark westfall talking about all things family and holiday and what's this one? We just heard, of course, uh, you're a mean one, Keeping, Mr. Grinch. Oh, we heard the song? Yeah, yeah we yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, then the next segment is uh, Who's Driving Your Holiday Sleigh? The Grinch or Cindy Lou Who? Right, oh right. So that's just Eva, about... Any thoughts? Yeah, I had a, que- I had a question. What why is it? Why is it, <laughs> why is it um, Cindy... Is it Cindy Lou Who instead mm-hmm. of Santa? Yo, shouldn't Santa shouldn't be driving be, the yeah. sleigh? That's a good question. Santa versus the Grinch versus a small child? Oh. That's a good, that's a good question. Pointing out flaws in Mark's writing mm, there. Maybe. You went maybe that way because not. they're from the same story, obviously. So, well, True. you've seen the Grinch, right? Yes. The, the, the show, the yeah. original, like the, the Dr. Seuss Grinch. Yeah. Okay. So, in, in, in the story, it's a great metaphor, by the way. And my summary of that is... is it's a metaphor of the good and bad in each of us. Hmm. Wow, I did not catch that the first time. Hmm. The first time you saw the show? Yes. Or the fir- yeah. Or, yes. No. You need to go watch it again now, right? <laughs> so essentially, we all have um, this balance of good and bad in us. We have emotions that you might put on the, um, um, I guess, good side or the... Um, more virtuous emotions and we have yes. emotions that are uh more that causes more of a struggle so let me throw out some emotions you tell me whether they're emotions that you would apply to the grinch and this is in the first part of the movie because as okay. you know 
in that in that show, the uh, Grinch has a nice arc to him. Yes. Right. He, so this is the early part of the show, the Grinch. Okay. So um, the stress emotions is it more like a Grinch emotion or the Siniluhu emotion? Okay. Okay. So um, anger. That's the Grinch. Okay. Yeah, the Grinch. You agree? Yeah, okay, agree. we're all in on that. Okay. Um, love. Cindy, Cindy Lou, Lou. Who, unless you're talking about loving anger, that's the Grinch. That's the Grinch. Yeah. So <laughs> you're a little contrarian, aren't you? Yeah, Just by nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> I feel your pain. That's right. <laughs> Finally, coming from a doctor. <laughs> I didn't grow up with this. Um, okay. Um, kindness. That's Cindy, Cindy Lou. Who. Yeah. Patience. Cindy Lou. Who. Um, let's say greed. Oh, that sounds Grinchy. Because he's green. Envy? Uh, Grinchy. Okay, so we kind of get a sense of what's going on. We all have all of these emotions in us, right? But in the movie, it's it's kind of a a caricature of the Grinch and Cindy Lou Who. So what is it that the the pivot of the story, right, the arc of the main character, the Grinch, when does he change? What would you say is the pivot of the story? Okay, let's think back to that. I know, Uh, it's, it's... it's been a while for you guys well i mean i know when it is it's when he hears the who's in whoville singing despite the fact that he has taken all of their gifts that's the second change i thought we were talking about the first change because wouldn't he like didn't he kind of start out okay and then get real upset about something and then i think he kind of started off grinchy yeah Yeah. i think he started off live grinchy he was sitting there trying to figure out he didn't like christmas and he's sitting there rubbing his chin thinking about how he can uh uh, he doesn't like the who's singing down there, and he doesn't yeah. understand why they're always happy. Right, right. About. He's but, envious. Okay. Okay, he's alone. He's isolated. He's up on top of a hill. He's living by himself. He's just not happy. He's abusive to his poor dog. I mean, yes. he's just not a, Max. Not a nice guy. Right. right. Yes, okay. so that's right. That, that yeah. is the big change then when he hears And so then singing. when he hears him, he's, got, he's stolen everything. He's got him up on a sleigh, uh, all, the, all the toys and stuff. He was yes. going to, you know, he's, they're in his bag on his sleigh. So Grinch is driving the sleigh in this one. And he's up on the top, and, he's, and, and the sleigh's about to fall off the cliff. And he looks over and sees the who's singing despite not having anything. That's nothing, right. Nothing. Yeah. Not even a crumb. Yes. The Christmas Who mouse. Right? That's okay. right. Yeah. And his heart grows, what, 10 times that day? A lot. Grows out of the box. Right? Yeah. yeah. So he becomes now, has the strength of 10, lifts up the sleigh, swoops down on, onto the territory and starts throwing out gifts. Mm-hmm. Okay? The key of all this is that the love that the who's had for life yes and each other took away the hate that the grinch had in his heart right okay he had both they didn't give him love they weren't even doing it for him it's not like they went up and said hey the, come on grinch we love you come on be nice mm. he just observed other people demonstrating love and joy and it lifted his own love he had in his heart Grew his heart ten times. Now he became this guy. That, oh, I get it now. It unlocked it. It or unlocked Awakened it. his love. Yes. Mm-hmm. It awakened his compassion, his caring, and we all have that dichotomy mm-hmm. within us. Okay. So, stay with that for a second. Okay. There's a uh, parable I saw, or, or a legend, I guess, Cherokee legend. Um, this oh. elder, you know it. I think this is yeah, yeah. This is a good one. So two wolves. Yep. So the elder is. Um, talking to his grandson, and he says, within each of us, 
there are two wolves. And within each of us, there is a horrible fight going on throughout our life. The good wolf, and he lifts off essentially positive emotions. And the evil wolf, he lifts off the, the difficult emotions. And he says, we, struggle, we each struggle with these. And the, and the grandson looks up to him and says, which one wins, Eva? You know which wolf which, wins? Which wolf wins, the good or the evil? Well, I'm, I'm hoping the good. Mm, that's we not all gonna hope do it. the good. That's not going to do it, but Eva. that's not the answer. The answer is the one that I feed. Hmm. Hmm. Whoa. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We each have that potential. And all of us, we're humans. We have that potential. It's what you feed. So during this Christmas season, who are you going to let drive the sleigh? Which emotion are you going to let lead? Who are you going to hand when, the reins to? Who you gonna, when, when something happens, we all have a mood or, I mean, an emotional reaction. We may have more than one. We have to dig deep and find the Cindy Lou Who mood. Yeah, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm going to choose the adolescent child that That doesn't have the muscles to actually steer the reindeer, but that's who I'm going to choose. (laughs) I'm going going with Cindy Lou. That's a good point. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's the only flaw in the metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? She she was, I think, no more than two, right? It's a lack of driving experience. Right, yeah. But hey, I got to roll with her. That's a good point, though. Yeah, Yeah, no doubt. When you first start talking about this, the wolf thing is the first thing I thought about. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'd done that one maybe last year, but I, d- yeah. I still, uh, of course, naturally did not remember the correct answer. I'm glad you pitched that to Eva or Eva, not not to myself. Um, all right, great. We're at the top of the hour, so let's take this quick break. Dr. Mark, what's up next? Uh, how about are you on the right or left of the holiday photo? Mm. Here we go. Here it is. <laughs> Here we go. Here it is. Um, I think you, you, you anticipated what this one was about. And yeah. this is, I think... This is more of an issue for the people that are on the left of the holiday photo. Because the people that are on the right of the holiday photo, they're obviously, they're fine, right? To the victor go the spoils. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're pretty <laughs> pretty cool with everything at this point. They're feeling pretty good. Yeah. I suspect. Well, and generally, I mean, their personality type. I mean, they're just kind of, you know, jerks. Um, so they, they're not as sensitive to these kinds of things. What side are you on? So was that an implicit mm-hmm. bias that we talked about before? Yeah, I was yeah. Just, I'm just, <laughs> I know. I was just joking, of course. Um, yeah, so of course, I'm guessing that this is the talking about politi- it's, politics. Sure, it's about the, where do you stand on the political spectrum? And, you know, even before this last political race, I mean, when you join, it's fascinating, really, when you look at families, um, that within a family, you have people that can be of different political beliefs. I mean, we're individuals, right? You know, when we had Natalie Davis on before, she said a lot of it mainly is what you're taught. Remember that? Right. Um, but I, I, I respectfully may have to not, I'm not sure I totally agree with that. I, a lot of what we taught comes out in what we think, of course. Right. But I think there's some innate biological differences in the way people think. And I think we talked about Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T. Yeah. You can go online, take his test to kind of see where you fall out on the um, conservative liberal side of these five tenets of morality. It's pretty pretty interesting stuff, and yeah. people tend to fall out on one side or the other. So the question, though, is so when we get together for holidays, you may be, um, you know, because you want to gather with your family, um, you're going to be around people that are of different political leanings, and conversations may come up, right? Um, even without the recent election, 
but certainly more now with the recent election. Because that one has so been focused. a doozy. It's been a doozy. It's been a doozy, and people are really divided over this one. Very divided. Yeah. It's been pretty fascinating. So then some people might say, well, I don't even want to go. I don't want to go there, Being meaning I don't want to go. I don't want to talk about, talk about politics, that. period, which may be difficult to do. And so some people may be thinking, well, I don't even want to go, period, because I don't want to hear that's the other Will. side, mm-hmm. yeah. right? That's me. No, it's not that I don't want to hear it. I hear it all the time. I deal with it. Yeah, you don't want to hear it at Christmas. All the time. I don't <laughs> want to deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. yeah, at a family thing right. around Christmas. Yeah, and I don't want my kids around it and all that. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah. so you're just not going to go? Correct. To part of the part. Of yeah, no, this the, is, of course, a fictional scenario. Oh, yeah, of, yeah, course, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. This is not <laughs> the actual me or my actual family, but yeah. <laughs> so... Um, so what does one do about that? How do you get through that? And I, I put some thought on this because I'm, I'm, you know, there's no, uh, there was no teaching on this in psychiatry school, right. by the way. They didn't cover the no, Trump they didn't election. Cover this part. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. they didn't cover the Trump yeah. election. Um, <laughs> so, but I think when I thought about it, I think really the, the best way to go about uh, approaching it is get out of the group mentality. Mm. Okay. Yes. You yourself, take yourself out of the group mentality. Stop in this particular instance, because we use grouping because that's how we learn things. I mean, we, we, our brains tend to group things. That's how it works. When you go to the grocery store, you think of one area, all the fruits in one place. I mean, mm-hmm. we need groups because it, it just simplifies things for us, okay? But we have to resist putting everything in a group, and certainly individuals don't fit a group status i mean in other words the group does not represent every individual in the group yeah okay it's just where you tend to gravitate toward so when you think about interacting with your family or anyone get out of the group mentality and think about the individual so these family members don't think of them as members of our family exactly yeah that makes Take, it get them easier. out of the group that's right yeah <laughs> They don't really belong. No, yeah. that's not it. But don't assign to them beliefs that are based on, you know, stereotypes. Exactly. Don't, yeah. affi- don't assign them the stereotype of the right or left. And so if they, because what you'll see, and I noticed this, I was thinking about this last week and I went to, uh, I was watching um, the championship game. I was going to say Westworld. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and, you know, people of all different shapes and sizes and, and the political stuff always comes up. And, and I was watching the interaction. I'm an observer. You know, I kind of sit, watch from the sidelines a little bit. And I noticed that there's a lot of – that one side would kind of throw the group thoughts on the other person. In other words, they would assume – you stood for X, oh, you voted for so-and-so, then they would just start essentially arguing with whatever that platform was without even asking the person what their own thoughts about it were. It was just assumed. Mm -hmm. And it was in joking fashion, but it was interesting. I mean, it was was joking, but you could tell it was probably wasn't that enjoyable for both sides. I mean, it didn't last long and it went on to something else, right? So when someone tries to throw you into a group, so not only do you not think about someone like don't assign stereotypes to someone, but when someone assigns you stereotypes in a conversation, you know, kind of put a halt and say, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily fit all that group. So, you know, no. you, if, if you want to talk about some of what I really think, I'd love to talk with you about it. But, you know, I mean, I, I'm not really, I don't represent the group. Right. Kind yeah. of like actually, you know, we had um, the Trump voter Jeff Thomas 
on the show. Yeah. How could I forget? Yeah. And so, you know, some of the assumption was, oh, okay, well, he, he, he holds all these assumptions. And we were, some of the questions were, well, well, what about this? And what about this that, that Trump said? What about this that Trump said? And he said, you know, hey, I voted for him. I don't support everything he said. Right. I have my own thoughts, mm-hmm. you know. So go into these discussions with your family members and ask. If you enter the political discussion and you want to, then be specific. And, and if they start talking about generalities, ask them a specific. If they say, well, you know, what do you, what do you think about um, Trump's selection of so-and-so? Yeah. You know, and, and what you'll find mostly, I think, is most people probably aren't following the details, and the, and the discussion will probably end pretty quickly because most people don't really know the details. Yeah, which you know? that, that frustrates me too. Like, well, don't, what do you but, mean you're not following this? Like, you know well, but you don't, so don't get you know, again, this, we're trying to defuse, not confront. Right. right. Okay, so you ask some specifics, and if they know specifics, you might engage in an interesting conversation. If they don't know specifics, then it kind of takes the wind out of their sails, and you move on to something else you want to talk about. So focus on specifics, get out of the group mentality on both sides don't put them in a group and don't let them put you into a group and just talk about what do you personally think because once you make most people don't like to insult you as a person mm-hmm. they'll insult who you voted for and it's insulting to you it makes you kind of angry but they're probably not going to s- say the same thing to you directly to your face i mean if that's the case then you probably just need to go somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying and yeah. this is of course true across all i mean not just talking about politics right yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's kind of a helpful approach. I thought just kind of take the take the win out of the sales by not going with the generalities of the discussion and go to the specifics. Well, and if specifics do lead to confrontations, you know, if someone says something that you just downright disagree with, I think the key there is to remember that the person you are talking to is a person, and we need to always have you know respectful. Um, diplomatic discourse we need to you know that's the only way we really get to solutions uh you can't let it be an you know ad hominem you know sort of attack which is exactly what what we talked about in the first segment about boundaries you're responsible for on your ranch how you interact with those you're not responsible for how they respond you're responsible for how you discuss things how you um treat others Hmm. and as long as you if you focus on that you'll be in good stead so there we go. Let's take a quick break. We'll okay. come back for another segment with Dr. Mark Westfall. At least one more topic. What is it this time? So let's do um, holiday obstacle course. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, so, you know, the holidays represent a lot of different things for different people. Yeah. I mean, we kind of, again, we're talking generalities. but And I see this in my office each each time the season's coming around. And, and it's important for you to know yourself period know thine own self yes to understand what your triggers are for unhealthy habits or behaviors or stress and we each have different triggers i mean but the holidays have a lot of the classics you got spending Mm. some people are overspenders some people are stressed by money some people are you know you've got um i'm blanking uh you've got food Mm. okay that's a trigger for some people right unhealthy food habits they're trying to you know watch their weight or lose weight and then the holidays come up and suddenly everybody's putting food right in front of you or if you're uh, diabetic or something like that then you've got all these treats you got to try to avoid I mean, it's really so difficult for people who have that struggle yeah um socialization well for an introvert the holidays represent a lot of stress because now they feel compelled to go to the parties and whatnot and they don't really get energized by parties right. i'm not saying they don't like them but it doesn't really you know feed their 
their soul. It doesn't recharge their batteries. It and so drains their resources. It drains their resources. Yeah. And so it, it's a stressful time for people who are, tend to be somewhat introverted, right? Yeah, I think that's why, again, you take a Tinder date because then you don't mm. have to talk to that Tinder date too much. Right. They can talk to the family. Then you don't have to talk to your family too much. They can talk to the Tinder Everybody date. Everybody wins. You've got to figure it out. We got yeah. to. Totally. Yeah. Um, alcohol, substances. Yep. Some people, that's uh, a That is trigger. the best way to deal with it, yes. Oh. <laughs> That's another treatment. It is a stressor and a treatment in one, right? That's right. Um, the people who kind of have the, the perfectionist out there, trying to have the perfect Christmas, everything's got to be in order, and it gets to be stressed for the rest of the people in the family or even them because they're working so hard and making everything just right. And that's a, stri- that's a trigger for some people. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I thought you were going to say, like, um, they feel like they have to present themselves as perfect, like Peter Griffin going to the, you know, the class reunion where he goes as the – astronaut cowboy millionaire <laughs> like you know i don't know that well it's so. a, yeah anyway it's basically a character from a show goes to his high yeah. school reunion dressed up as all these things he's not R- yes yeah, exactly yeah. well that's yeah so the same to try so to the pressure presenting yourself a certain way sure yeah 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 um grief um oh boy trigger grief um in a lot of people um that's probably the number one uh, yeah. problem during the holidays is people who've lost other Lost family members or loved ones. The holidays are all about family and loved ones, and Togetherness. it just emphasizes the loss. And yeah. So that's a really difficult um, obstacle. So you have all these obstacles that the holidays present present for us. And so I, you know, work, spend a lot of time with people trying to help them traverse the obstacle course and know know what your triggers are. And, and part of setting boundaries, which we covered before, is helpful in doing that. And, um, and during the grief part, that's that's a tough one. Um, but and just, I, that's the one I I see people comment about probably second most first is politics they don't want to deal with politics whatever but second people say like this is this holiday season can be so hard because of the loss of this right, person right and so it, it's difficult and it's it, there's no one one way to deal with it um, it's kind of an individual approach but just kind of a general um just for the listeners um i encourage people to embrace the grief of the loved one give it a time Instead of trying to, you know, I don't really want to go into the holidays, kind of this kind of, uh, of pushing back against the whole event, go ahead and plan, um, you know, some type of commemoration, a ceremony or something that, that for yourself, something yeah. you would enjoy, uh, enjoy, something you would uh, have fulfillment that in. That you would appreciate. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and, and connect with that loved one. I mean, the holidays can also re- be a really great time to work on your grief. Connect with them. Um, they're not here physically, but they're still within you spiritually. And so connect with that during the holidays. Give it its time so that there's you can allow yourself to uh, do other things with other family members during the rest of the time without feeling like you've got this elephant in the living room that no one's talking about. You and, know, I was and talking also, to somebody on, the other day about this, that grieving is an important process. Is that huge. Is it that way for everyone? Well, it should. I mean, yes. I mean, it's an important process, period. Some people um, traverse it with more depth. Uh, no, that's not the word I'm looking for. Uh, health than others, and it's difficult for many people. Um, but yeah, it's a hugely important process. I mean, I would say it's probably one of the uh, most important aspects of life is yeah. how you handle death. Yeah, I yeah, I think reading are a little bit weird about mm, that yeah. in a sense I don't know of course we've never lost an immediate family member we've lost and it doesn't have to be a person closest, I mean yeah. we grieve over a lot of losses oh listen 
Losing a dog, yeah, that's one of the hardest things I've ever been yeah. through. I mean, or Auburn fans, <laughs> jobs, yeah, it's yeah. been tough. Yeah, losing yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's any, lo- it's really grief is loss. It's not necessarily death, uh, like the death of a life. It's the death of an event, a death of a season for you. The death of, it's the loss of something. It's a change, and so. It's but especially when, f- when togetherness and family is so important. When there is someone missing, that's that's, that's the tough. Thing. That's what yeah. That's what the holidays bring up is yeah. the loss of a person. Typically, and that's also tough for people who are kind of uh, you know in, on the peripheral because they may not know what to say or how to deal with that um, or how to respond to someone who's dealing with that difficulty. Yeah. So. Yeah, and in that scenario, yeah. um, bring it up. I mean, it's not like the person is not aware of it. Right. So and you know, just say you know. I'm at a loss for words, but, you know, uh, I know it's going to be a tough season for you. I mean, and you, know, you just acknowledge that they're going through a tough time. Sometimes it's all you have to say, and they yeah. will either engage in more conversation with you or not. If they don't, then they don't really want to talk about it. If they do, then just listen. And so one thing maybe to point out is that it's good to – we need to know our own triggers, but we also need to be thoughtful about the triggers of those around us. Look at that curmudgeon. Yeah. He's really a nice guy. That's there, right. It's in there somewhere. And so well, you we just grew that then, heart, that, that Grinch heart just yeah. – <laughs> you, you didn't let me finish so that <laughs> so that we can push their buttons and that's the to make it an interesting christmas <laughs> nice nice yeah uh i feel like that is do you do you i mean honestly do you like pushing buttons to get no 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 i i mean truth would look i you know i i think it is honest to goodness the political stuff i think it's important to talk about those things because if we don't talk about those things then then nothing is going to get you know nothing's gonna be improved but at the same time for all the joking i do about being contrary and i don't i don't like to argue i don't you know i don't think that the holidays should be about arguing yeah no i do think it's important to talk about those things with like you read or, or yeah. our mom or dad or but i don't see it important i don't see it as important to talk to our extended family about I just don't see it I, about politics, politics, like in general, yeah. like controversial stuff. Like, uh, no, I'd really just ignore it. Well, I don't know that we have to fight about it, but I think that when people say things that are problematic, I think it's a good thing for people to, in a, you know, once again, respectful and diplomatic way, just say, well, gosh, that's not the way I see things, so that at least another viewpoint is being heard or right. acknowledged yeah, on some level. If you don't level. reach across the aisle, I mean, and right. try to have some conversation, then we're going to continue to be more polarized. If you're just complicit, you know, if you just allow terrible things to be said without any kind of, you know, counter, I think that that's, that's problematic. Yeah, I would say reach out there and, and, and uh, Will, your goal is going to be reach out there and give a, um, give a Trump supporter a hug over the holidays. You're just assuming I'm on the left side. <laughs> well, you do seem reasonable. I see what you did there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm giving out hugs for the holidays. Right. A Cu- couple quotes uh, to help people. A crust eaten in peace is better than a banquet eaten in anxiety. Hmm. All right. Aesop said that. Apparently. I can go apparently. with that. Um, evil is unspectacular and always human and shares our bed and eats at our table. You said evil? Evil. Oh, I thought you said Eva at first. Okay. Eva. <laughs> no, Just a jab at Eva. Eva. Yeah. She is spectacular. So I would say uh, the same goes for love. It doesn't have to be spectacular. That's right. It's every day. It's in every little action. I mean, that's essentially what they're saying about evil. It's, it's, it's the little things. It's every, it's every little action you take. And you, again, you get the choice between, you know, which wolf you feed, Eva. That's right. You don't have to be putting on the show. You just have to try to be a decent person. That's right. the key. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming I'm on the left, assuming her name's Eva. That's Mark's right. all over the place. We're not sure. <laughs> it was fun, man. All no right. Doubt. Well, thanks, guys. That yeah. was uh, yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me on. And, and you know, 
thanks for letting the uh, focus be on some of the uh, mental health out there and the, of the listeners because I think it's important. Of yeah, totally. And don't forget that you can find all the segments we do with Dr. Mark Westfall right there. Anywhere you find podcasts, it's called Let's Think On It. To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter at Lockamy Brothers. <laughs>